Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for choosing to invest time and knowledge into yourself as a pre-PT and future physical therapist. This episode has been sponsored by our new Acceptance Navigator series, which is a free four-part video pre-PT series where we teach you exactly how to dominate as an applicant by learning the new way to PT school acceptance. Learn how to finally get into the driver's seat as a pre-PT and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This series is the most value we have ever given away and it's free at www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. Don't miss out on your chance to get in the driver's seat of your acceptance. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. This is episode 19 of what we have been calling the Pre-PT Inspire series. So tonight we are featuring none other than Dr. Future Dr. Madison Hill. Madison, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for taking time out of your evening. How are you feeling? Before we I dive feel great. in. Feel <laughs> I'm thriving. That's what I keep saying. I tell everybody that I'm thriving. I am thriving. <laughs> Y'all, I love it. Here's why we've been doing these. For those of you that have not followed Pre-PT Ground for a long time, or you haven't seen one of these, We've been doing these for a few months now. The reason why we've been doing them is mainly because we want to make sure that you guys as pre-PTs, I don't want y'all getting fluff. If y'all haven't known that by now, like pre-PT ground really does not believe in a whole bunch of fluff. Our goal is to make sure that regardless of where y'all are at, you guys have everything you need to get to PT school. I don't care if your GPA is too low. You can get in, but like not only are we going to teach you how to do that, we want to show you people that have done it. We have brought people in Madison that have had GPAs as low as a 2.4 people that have been rejected. Like we had a guest recently who had been rejected four years in a row. So we're showing y'all everybody, but every guest that we bring on y'all, every single guest has gotten accepted into PT school. So just know as y'all are listening that the ending of the story is good. But what I want you guys to do is as you guys are listening, I mean, it's cool. Like it's entertaining. Madison's going to bring the house down tonight. But as y'all are listening, what I want you guys to do is I want you to ask yourself, what can I learn from this personally? If you're planning on applying this year, you know, if you're going to apply in 2021, if you're just starting your pre-PT journey, ask yourself, how can I apply what she is saying into my life? Because she's going to tell you about the parts of her story that were not so good. She's also going to tell you about the parts of her story that are amazing, right? Whether you're in a part right now where you feel like, man, everything's good, Joseph, or whether you feel like, man, it kind of feels like everything's falling apart, especially with COVID or whatever. I want y'all to listen and understand that, man, like you can do it too. You know, obviously like we have ways to make sure we help you guys out, but I want y'all to hear a powerful story. And if you've missed all the other episodes, go listen to our podcast or, you know, on YouTube, if you guys haven't listened to them, but this is episode 19. Madison, you ready? I'm ready. Let's get ready? it. Uh, let's make it happen. So before we get to all of the good stuff, and the good stuff is, you know, the part of your story that is a little harder to recall because it's tough. Let's go to the beginning. What drew you into physical therapy to begin with, Madison? Like what, prior to us talking about the tough parts in your journey, what actually drew you into PT in the first place? 
So the first thing that I like to say is exposure. So at first I was like the gymnast, you know, a lot of athletes get into PT, but a lot of injuries going to PT, PT. And I was like, oh, this would be so cool. And then more exposure through my grandfather, who I was technically his like at home therapist. I would go with him to acute and then come back with him and we would do all our in-home exercises. But later on, I kind of like to think of my why as a journey, which is something that I actually got it out of the accepted system, that there's really not just one reason that you're in this profession. So while I was in college, I was actually coming up on my junior year and my best friend and only roommate, we've been friends since seventh grade, was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 21. So she didn't have to go through physical therapy or anything like that, but just the entire recovery process and being alongside her in that kind of made me realize that recovery is more than just a physical recovery. So I kind of want to pull that mental aspect into physical therapy. Sometimes, sometimes they just need somebody to listen to you. So I like to think of my why kind of as like an exposure journey. And then all of a sudden realizing how I want to tie mental health into physical therapy, because it's not just a physical, it's also a mental recovery as well. Ooh, ooh, it's like, you're Fire, about that oh, man, like you, she, she came in swinging tonight, y'all. I love it. I love it. And you're, you're 100% correct. Like, we can't do what we do as physical therapists without respecting the world of mental health. Like, that's, I honestly feel like it's been ignored a lot. Yes. You know, especially in the world of physical therapy. But we're not here to vent about that because you and I could go off about that. We could that do another right. show about that. But, but, but I am... I, oh my gosh, like I'm a big advocate for mental health, uh, but we'll do a part two, y'all. If y'all want a part two, just let us know in the comments <laughs> and Madison and I will come in here. We'll just vent about mental health and we'll go on tangents. We, what we think about it. You got it. So let's go to question number two. Question number two is now as a pre-PT, um, tell us what, what were your biggest struggles or fears on your journey to ultimately getting accepted? Because obviously like you had this pull like through mental health and a lot of these different things that you're like, man, I want to be a physical therapist. But, but a lot of times when we talk about PT, it's kind of unfair, but we usually talk about all the cool things. Hey, just apply, yeah. just retake classes. You'll be okay. Just, just go do it. If you don't get in, maybe it just means that it's not for you. Like it's all, it's all right. nonsense like that, but tell us the real, because you knew that physical therapy was what you wanted. So so what was the, like, what was the tough part? This is the part that everybody comes to this live stream to listen to, by the way. Like, to listen to, right. This is the juicy part. They're like, yeah, like we want to hear the, like, like, the, the crappy situation. Like what was your biggest struggle? What was your biggest fear as a pre-PT? I feel like my struggles were uh, the same as most of y'all's is GPA, GRE. So I've known I wanted to do PT since I was in probably eighth grade. So I went into undergrad exercise physiology, minor in Hispanic studies, and I remember my advisor was like, hey, you're not doing well in anatomy and physiology one. Maybe you should drop your minor. And I'm like, no, this, I'm not dropping my minor. He's like, well, there's no way you're going to get into PT school. Like you can't come back from like this D. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll take it again. I struggled a lot with the professor and I was going to those office hours. And that was the one thing because I was so close to that guidance counselor. I was like, wait, what? What do you mean you're telling me that I can't do this? I've never had anybody tell me that. So that was like my big stepping stone. And I took that class again the next semester and I got a C and he was like, that's still not going to help you. And I'm like, okay, so now I've gotten a D and a C. So maybe the next time I get it, I could get a B or an A. And he's like, this is the main course. Like, do you think you can actually be a PT? Like, 
getting a D in anatomy and physiology. And then you start reflecting back on yourself, like, wait, he might make a really solid point. And so then after that, I decided to keep the C. I wanted to finish in four years. That was my main goal always. I also was told that I wasn't gonna be able to do that with a minor. I did it in four years. I studied abroad. I did summer courses. So like I banged that out in four years and then I decided to retake anatomy and physiology. I'm like, all right, new professor, I'm ready. I got an A. I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to apply. So I apply my senior year and I had already taken it at a different, the anatomy and physiology at a different school. And I'm like, oh yeah, like all I had is what two other C's and gin Kim, that's fine. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'll definitely get in. Everybody at school and my classes are like, well, I have like a three nine. Um, you should be fine with like a three, four. So I felt like I was pretty average. I wasn't above and I wasn't super below. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to kind of glide in, even if it's only at one school. I applied to eight schools denied. I think one school denied me in like three days. I don't even think my application made it to like the next step. They were like, nope, GRE wasn't good. I mean, I think I got like a 142, 143, like 3.5 the first time. I was like, okay. So I kind of took a step back. I had been following you guys for like probably two years at that time. I was like, I don't really know what to do, which is when how I got into the accepted system. And then I was like, all right, I need to do better on the GRE because that's clearly another aspect of my application that's lacking. So I got a tutor, retook the GRE. I think I took, took it a total of four times. I still didn't get, listen to this guys, I still did not get that 300. And I got into two PT schools, okay? Like it is, it is possible. I got a 298 and like a 4.0 on writing because that's the only place I can excel at apparently. But the 298 got me into schools. I retook those other two C's and on my transcript. I actually had one C on my transcript and still got accepted with that. And I didn't retake that one. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. So for me, it was GRE, GPA. And I went in blindly when I was applying. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was filling out. I was just taking the numbers and putting them over not putting that extra fluff and not really putting myself into the application. I was just doing the bare minimum and there was, there's no way you can get in with the bare minimum unless you're that student that has those quote unquote perfect scores. So for me, it was all that stuff that they talk about. And then I think not putting myself into the application, which is one thing I did not think was gonna be a problem for me. I was like, oh, I do well, like if I take these, no, I needed to do more. I think that's what I realized. Girl, your answers are so concise. I'm like, <laughs> like she's like straight to the point. I love it, man. Okay. So, so now for you, you got rejected your first time. So yes. obviously one school rejected you like three days in. And before I ask the next question, I want a little middle question because a lot of us, there are a lot of students that follow pre-PT grind or they're listening to this or will listen to this who have been rejected before. And there's a lot of fears that, hey, like this might, there's a good chance that it might happen again. Like, like I'm just scared that I'll, you know, put in all my effort towards applying again. And then I'm going to experience that thing again. Like, what would you tell them before we go to, you know, you know, the other three questions, what would you tell that student that is considering, man, like, should I just pick something else? Should I be going to another career? Like having experienced that, having had even one school say, yo, like, this ain't gonna work, you know, right. three days in, like, what would you say now looking back to that particular student? 
is don't believe in that stigma that if you don't get in the first time, you're not going to get in the second time. That's all a bunch load of crap. That's not what it is. You just have to make sure that if you do get denied the first time that you're making the changes, like what's the point of doing an application again with the same stuff? Like if you're going to get the same result. Mm -hmm. So what I would tell somebody is that evaluate yourself. For me, it was the accepted system and having the community. So not feeling alone when all of my friends had gotten in. So it was finding a way to stay connected. So for me, I felt like I really thrived while working as a PT tech, making sure I was doing those observation hours, finding a connection to my passion that kind of kept me going. Because I feel like personally for me, if I hadn't had those ties in that community, then mm -hmm. I might've given up. I might've been like, you know, this is too much work. But every time that I was like low, or I was like, this is not going to work. I reached out to the community. I mean, there are just so many of us that are going through the same thing. So reaching out to somebody and being like, hey, like, I know you didn't do well. Like, what have you done to overcome that? Or like, like just kind of also having accountability. So for me, it was finding the support through friends, family, whatever it is, and finding that tie to keep you on your passion, really. I love it. I love it. For those of y'all that have been rejected before, please rewind that part because... <laughs> The reason why we have to talk about it out loud is because I think a lot of times we feel like we're the only ones feeling it. Like, it's like, maybe it's just me feeling it. No, you're not. Like We need to normalize it. Yeah, it's super normalize. normal. Like, I hate it, but yeah. Normal. Oh my gosh. Like, it's super normal. If you've been rejected, chances are you've, you've had that same thought or fear at some point. So next question. What then ultimately for you, Madison, led you to look for a non-traditional guidance? Because you had applied the first time, uh, did not get in, and you were like, okay, like, I could either quit, you know, which is the feeling that most people get, but I know why I want this. I know why I want to be a physical therapist. So I'm not pulling the plug. What led you to, which for you ended up being the accepted system? What led you to look or search for non-traditional guidance to help you get accepted into PT school? And more importantly, how did that guidance actually help you? So since I've been following you guys, I want to say I started following you guys in my sophomore year of college. And I just always liked the posts and I was like, oh, this is cool. And you always got to see the little like tidbits of the interviews or like what to do on pit cast because everybody's lost is I was like, okay, so I know that I need to take the GRE again. I know I need to retake these classes, but what else is there that I can do to elevate myself? Basically, I was like, all I know is like the bare minimum. I don't know what else I can do. And for me, that turned into having that community that, like I said earlier, kept me tied I started writing blogs and being an internship about golf, which I've told Casey before is I know nothing about golf. So all of a sudden I'm writing these PT blogs about golf and the way all of this works. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So I'm constantly learning, educating myself on the profession, meeting more like-minded people. So for me, that's kind of how I seeked it out. I was like, you know, just retaking the GRE and the GPA is not going to be enough. I was like, I thought my, my good enough back then when I applied was good enough. No, no, I need to do something else. So that's kind of where I like seek the community. I don't even remember who I reached out to first, but I was like, I think it was, you guys did that one call. And I was like, if you're interested in joining the accepted system, come check it out. And then I went to the meeting and I was like, all right, I'm sold. Just sign me up. Let's go ahead and get it grinding. I need help. I need people. So for me, it was a community and that's something that has really helped guide me through the way. I love it. I love it. For you specifically, was there anything like outside of the community? Was that the main thing that helped you or 
what were other things that helped you in, in it, like inside of the acceptance system and helping you get censored and giving you clarity? What were some of the other things that the acceptance system provided for you to get? You I think to it was, yeah, the opportunities. I didn't realize just joining the acceptance system, I would have other venues that would lead me elsewhere. So like, I mean, I had a mentor, I had a group of people that kept me accountable. We were always checking in on each other. I was writing blogs for PT. So there were things that I didn't really realize I was getting into, but through it, I was able to find other aspects of life. So it wasn't just like at like accepted system. It was like, you could kind of branch off. And what we talked about before is you get in what you put in. So if you're kind of putting your all into it and then you start reaching out and you're, you start branching out basically. So for me, I think it was everything. It wasn't just the accepted system, but I think that that helped me excel and elevate more than I even realized I had taking that insecure and building it to confidence because I know that I had done all this stuff already. Boom. I love it. I love it. I hope y'all are listening to this. Cause I think a lot of times we think that as pre-PTs, it's just, you know what, let me just retake my classes. Let me just redo the GRE. Let's just kind of see what happens because that's what I've been told I'm supposed to do. Man, listen, we're in a different era of applying to PT school. Like that stuff that I just said is what worked maybe a decade ago, if not more. Man, listen, like if y'all want to play big, you guys have to dig so much deeper. So, so here's what we're going to do before our next question. Our next question is going to be me asking Madison to talk to us about the day she got her first acceptance letter. Cause I love, I love that description of kind of what, like after going through all that, it's like, yo, like how'd it go down? Before I do, for those of you that are watching or listening to this and you're like, hey, Joseph's like, I really want some clarity. I want to give you the same kind of clarity that Madison and all the other students that have been part of the acceptance system. And I want y'all to feel like you're actually in control because most of the times as pre-PTs, we don't feel that way. So uh, what I want you guys to do is ask yourself like, where do I fit in the puzzle piece? It's kind of like this live stream. Y'all could watch this live stream and be entertained and be like, oh, cool story, Madison. It's great. Or you could be asking yourself, how does this affect me? How does this actually affect me? Like, how can I use what Madison is talking about in her story to actually like change how I'm applying to PT school or how I'm navigating through this whole thing? Because the honest truth is most of us don't want to apply over and over and over and over again. But I also don't want y'all to get to the point where you feel like you have to quit. That's the, that's the key right there, y'all. PT is freaking beautiful. Like PT is amazing. <laughs> like it's, a, like it's, it's why I'm a physical therapist. PT is amazing, but I don't want y'all to get in your own way. And I don't want a lot of the other doubts that I want us to normalize it, like Madison said. Like I don't want a lot of the doubts that really stop so many pre-PTs every single year from realizing their dream. I don't want them to get to you. Cool. So Madison, uh, back to you, back to okay. you. Tell us about the day you finally got accepted into PT school. So I'll start off by telling everybody this time, I did not apply to like eight programs. I applied to six this time. And the other thing that really helped me was narrowing down and finding schools that were right for me. So this time I didn't just apply to schools on a whim. I found schools that I felt like I would fit at and that I could also see myself at. So kind of finding like the reciprocal factor there. But I applied to six schools. Same thing happened three days after I applied to one school. Even I had an alumni write my recommendation for this one school. It wasn't top on my list, but it was local. Denied. Three days. And I was like, and it was the one with the most supplemental questions, with all the fluff, all that time. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I blanked it. But anyway, 
So I was mad about that. And then I'm like, okay, I applied early. I did everything I was supposed to trying to be patient and I'm not a patient person. And so it comes December, September, all of those months where you're with your family all the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting nervous. Everybody's asking you those questions. So when are you going to find out? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm supposed to have interviews. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just really patient. Like just smile away. And then comes, I think it's January, the beginning of January, I get two emails, like two days apart, getting invited to interviews at like my top two programs. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, it's happening. So I think for me, the most exciting part was the interview. Because as Joseph has said before, the interview is where you get to prove yourself. So for me, it was the interview and I know I'm going to get in. That's basically what it was. So I had my two interviews and then COVID happens. Um, I had my first one, right, nice and local. And I got to tour the school, everything. I killed it, sent that follow-up email. And then I had my next one um, two weeks after that. And I still hadn't heard from the other program. Had my other interview and then we had to do it online. So I'm like, all right, virtual. I've got to try to kill this as much as I can. I kill that one. And then I'm like, oh, this is stressing me out because one program started in May. And my other one started in fall. So I'm like, I should hear from them. I'm just going to tell you timing is everything. It is everything. Like I wish I had heard earlier, but I'm so glad that I didn't because I had five days to make a decision. I heard from my one school that started in May. They said, you have five days to put this down deposit or this deposit down and you have to decide. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't heard from my other school. Day three, I had two days left. I heard from my other number one school and I had been accepted. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not know that I was going to have to make a choice. So like how it actually happened is I walked in because my whole family's on quarantine. My mom works from home. So guess who's going to be a doctor, like a PT, guess who's going to PT school. And then my mom just starts screaming, freaking out. I call my dad because he's still at work and he's like, tell me some good news. I have, I have a good feeling about today. And I'm like, I got in. He's like, no. He's like, yes, yes, no. And then he's just screaming. So we're all crying on the phone. I'm running around the house. Like, it was amazing. Like, I can't tell you what the, like, you have to experience it. But for me, I think I was almost more calm about the accepted than the interview because I know I had done the work. So for me, it was the interviews and just knowing that I had already done the work. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to make a decision. So I'm making a pros and cons sheet with like two days to decide. And then with one day left, I actually decided I'm going to go to the University of St. Augustine, Miami's campus. So I'm super excited. I live in North Carolina. So moving to Miami is really exciting for me. And then I also had, I didn't explain this, but I had a third interview for another program. Did really well on that one. Haven't heard back from them because they start super late as well but I've already accepted it. But the fact that I could be accepted to three schools and then I was waitlisted for two, accepted for another one, but I had already de declined their acceptance. So I think I was accepted, what, four out of six? Girl. Drop the bomb. Shoot. I know. Y'all, I don't know what kind of ending y'all want, but that's a pretty dang good one. <laughs> I know. I mean, who would have ever thought? I did and I was like, only need one. And then I got that many. Or four. <laughs> Man, listen. Oh my gosh. Man, to those of y'all that are watching, like y'all could either watch this and say, wow, this is a cool story, but like I want that to be y'all. If, if you're on this path because you have fallen in love with the way you guys can serve people through physical therapy, man, like 
this this is your path too. The biggest mistake you can make is is one thinking that it's not going to work out because of past frustrations. Maybe it's past rejections, or maybe it's your first time applying. You're just anxious and scared, and you know all the things that are like I said, normal. Like we we're going to normalize everything. All the frustrations y'all feel like we're just going to make them normal because everybody feels them. But but the honest truth is I could say anything and then I'm going to have Madison just like tell y'all what, what her words of wisdom are. But like I just don't want y'all to quit. I don't want y'all to quit. Like I also don't want y'all to apply the same way y'all applied last time. <laughs> you know, if y'all are reapplying because Madison said it, you know, why do the same thing twice? But, but y'all have so much so much to offer the world. You guys have so much to offer your future clients and patients. You know, like I know for, for some of y'all, you guys are the first to, you know, go to grad school. I've heard those stories. I've heard students say, y'all, I'm the, I'm the first doctor in my family. I like, like this means so much more. And I think sometimes that that's kind of the reason why we're so anxious because we kind of carry it with us. It's like, oh, if I don't get in, that means I'm going to be letting my whole family, man, listen, what's for you is for you. What's for you is for you. The question is, are you willing to take steps towards like that acceptance letter by doing what most students don't do? Most students just kind of put their head down and say, let's just give this a shot. When PTCAS opens, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can and then go from there. Like that's what most students do. And well, if you're doing what most people do, usually you're doing the wrong thing. That's just my opinion. But if you were to say, hey, like I want to actually take control. I want to take the reins. I want to figure out how to select the right schools. I want to figure out how to do all, like I want to get to the actual interview, like Madison said, so that I can walk in and show them why I need to be there. Then, then you have to go take it, but it's not going to come by you just sitting down and saying, let's hope for the best. <laughs> let's see what happens. Like it don't work like that. It does not work like that. Please, please. It does not work like that. But Madison, before we leave, what are your words of wisdom? Now being on the other side, being four out of six, <laughs> which is which is mind blowing. What would be your words of wisdom? Talk talk to Madison a year ago. Madison, when she was still tripping, you know what I'm saying? Like when she was still super stressed and all that stuff. Talk to her, talk to her. Because somebody listening right now is that version of you and they need those words now to help them carry themselves through this application cycle. So the two takeaways that I have from the entire process is patience and then timing is everything. So I know right now it doesn't feel, you're like, oh no, like I should have gotten in last year. I should have blah, 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 blah. Timing really is everything. Like I know quote, but it really does. And when the opportunity comes, you need to make sure that you're putting yourself into your application. I told Casey before what felt for me impossible to possible was when I was inputting all of that data into PitCast. I know it's tedious and it's not fun at all, but when you're actually seeing all the work that you've done like come to life, really take a step back and appreciate and have confidence that you really have, like look at your application, you're like, wow, like I did that. Like that's just not your numbers, you did that. You put in the work, so you need to make sure that you're carrying that sense about you that you know that you can do this. And then the other thing is find whatever keeps you on your path. Like I said, for me, it was the community, having those people, however you handle anxiety, whatever it is, you need to find your way to stay connected. So whatever's going to keep you driving forward. So for me, that's all I can say is patience, timing is everything, and find a way to make your application you. I mean, the application, this is the only time you get to prove yourself. 
that's the whole point. Like if they're just looking at your numbers, it's boring. I would not want to read that. So where they're asking those questions, like sit back and be like, let me really, really think about this question and kind of you learn about yourself. This entire process is it's a learning you're growing. And even though it sucks, it's all going to be worth it in the end. Madison, thank you so much. And I hope y'all were listening. I hope y'all were listening because every word that she said was absolute truth. And if y'all want to get that acceptance letter, like that's the path right there. That's the path to doing it. Like there's no secret. Like if y'all looking for some little hack or something, it doesn't, there's no hack. <laughs> it does not exist. If anyone ever tells you it does, they, they lying, <laughs> but, but it doesn't exist. Like that's the path right there. That path, like self-discovery, you, you, you just said it, self-discovery and making sure that one, like y'all can't do the stuff you did before, but, but as you guys are applying this cycle, make sure that you show out. Make sure that if you can't see yourself in the application, chances are it's not the best they can't thing. Either. They can't right. either. And, and if all we're relying on is our numbers, they look at that all day anyway. <laughs> so think about that as you guys are doing your essays. Think about that as you guys are applying. Think about that as you guys are talking with schools, as you guys are preparing for the interviews. Think about all those things. But y'all, I can't wait to see every single one of you. Those of y'all that have not applied yet, I can't wait to see y'all on the other side. I can't wait to invite and welcome y'all to the beautiful profession of physical therapy. And, and man, look back at this moment and be like, y'all, that live stream with Madison changed my life. And <laughs> so for those of y'all that are watching here live and watching on replay, if y'all were like, yo, this is amazing, share this out. Like, like tag a friend, make sure that, that they also see this because we wanna make sure that every single one of y'all has an amazing chance at getting accepted into PT school. Madison, appreciate you. That's Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. Now, I have a quick question. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping Pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all in our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.